Hey y'all, this is Charlie and we are living, loving, laughing in grace. And remember that we is me, you, and Jesus, right? Jesus is also the person of grace and he brought us life. He is love and he is our joy. Hallelujah. And guess what else? Jesus is here with us right now. He's there with you wherever you are listening to this right now. You know, he's here with me. We're just, we are gathered together in the spirit around our savior. And he is just so humble and so incredible that he says, if even just two of us, my friends, just two of us, that's me and you right now, will gather together around his name. There he is in the midst of us. And you know, he just showed me this because Jesus, God is outside time and space. You know, he, he created time and space. He can control them. He can manipulate them. So when he says he's in the midst of us, it doesn't matter that you might be next door from me, that you might be a hundred miles from me, that you might be across the Atlantic ocean from me. Jesus puts us together because he's the one in the midst of us. Hallelujah. So we are gathered together here in his presence, receiving from him, being loved on by him. Amen. Speaking of, did you not feel his love just pour out on you in a fresh way, listening to Becky's testimony in our last podcast? I mean, I've already listened to it three times, <laughs> you know, because every time I listen to her share about the way the Lord expressed his love to her, he gives me another revelation of his love for me. And I, and I can feel him as I'm listening. I feel him like hugging my heart, you know, like giving me an embrace with his spirit, just wrapping me up in his love. And I pray that you are experiencing that very same thing as you listen to her testimony, as you share your own testimony, um, whether it's just speaking it out loud my friends, there is nothing wrong with speaking your testimony to yourself. You're even back to Jesus, right? I tell him all the time the wonderful things that he does for me. Amen. And, um, you know, if you've never shared your testimony with someone before, that's a great place to start. And as you continue doing that, you know, then, then that faith and that confidence will grow to share it with somebody else too. Hallelujah. But, um, yeah, every time I listen to her share that simple yet powerful testimony, I feel God's love again. And you know, that's the thing. God is so powerful that he can afford to use the simple things. Amen. So we should never discount, you know, the little things. The Bible says, do not, uh, do not um, discount the day of small beginnings. Amen. Because, you know, just think about it. When Jesus came to this earth, right? He started off just like Every other baby starts off as a, as just one little cell growing inside of his mother's womb. But what a day of beginnings that was. Amen. I mean, he changed the entire course of human history for all of eternity through a day of beginnings that no one could even see. Only the Holy Spirit and God the Father saw that day begin. Amen. Amen. So the other thing that I really love about Becky's testimony, you know, is I keep listening to it and the Lord still, we can keep gleaning. And um, I want to share with you is it was a picture, the very picture of first John four sixteen, which says, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is 
love. Did you hear that? It says we have known and believed the love that God has for us. See, it's one thing to know about his love, but it's a whole other thing to believe in his love. You know, I could tell you, hey, did you know that there's a man out in the parking lot passing out $100 bills? And all you got to go do is ask for them and he'll give you as many as you want. Now, you know it. You now know it because I told you. But whether or not you go out into the parking lot and look for that man depends on whether or not you believed what I just told you, right? So whether or not we believe in God's love for us doesn't change that he loves us. It doesn't change how much he loves us. It changes how much we can receive from him. Amen. And we know that he's passing out something so much better than $100 bills. So we want to know about his love and believe in his love. Amen. And that's what Becky shared. She shared how she has known about Jesus since she was seven years old. She knew Jesus was in her heart. And so there is a beginning there of knowing that he loves you. But then even still, years later, at the age of 54, she received an incredible revelation that took her to a deeper understanding of how much God loves her. And we saw what was the result of that. You know, the result of that was that she stopped relying on her own works and her own efforts and her own service to try and get God to love her. She realized he just loves her because that's who he is. And that didn't cause her to stop serving. It caused her to stop serving in the place that she was never meant to be serving. It caused her to stop serving out of a servant mentality. And she has been serving him as out of a daughter mentality. She now knows that this is her father that loves her and is serving out of an overflow of how much she loves her daddy because she knows how much he loves her, right? The Bible says if we keep going in 1 John 4, it says we love because he first loved us. My friends, we can only love God and we can only love each other to the extent that we know that God loves us. So every day we want a fresh revelation of that love. We want to know how much he loves us. Amen. And that's the, the same testimony that I've shared with y'all that transformed my life. I knew Jesus. I had received him when I was five and he was my best buddy. But along the way, I'd got that same mentality that you've got to serve God. You've got to love God more. You've got to love God more. You've got to love God more. And it was like, I never felt like I could love him enough for him to love me. And when he finally showed me, hey, you have been working your whole life to get something I've always been giving you, that completely transformed me. When I stopped trying to love the Lord and just receive his love for me, I have never loved him more. And I have never had a more fruitful life. My friends, the gospel of grace and, and receiving of the Lord's love does not make lazy Christians and it does not make Christians who want to live in sin. How could you when you're, when you're basking in how much your father loves you and the sacrifice of his son, right? That gives him the right to bless you and take care of you and provide for you and to shower you with that love. That love comes at a cost. Amen. That love cost God his son. You know, because you could say God loves you so much, he was unwilling to see you suffer eternal damnation, which is what each and every one of us 
deserves. And so his love compelled him to sacrifice his own son, giving up the greatest gift that he had, experiencing the greatest pain that none of us could ever possibly imagine so that he could save us, so that he could make us his dearly beloved children. Let me tell it to you this way out of Colossians. In Colossians 1.13, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. My friends, we were all born into the power and kingdom of darkness, which means we were under the reign of the devil. And he says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. My friends, to be in the kingdom of the Son of His love, we're there because we're the children that He loves. And it goes on to say, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. My friend, you have been redeemed. You know what redeemed means? Redeemed means that you have been purchased. You have been blood bought out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God's beloved son. Amen. And think about that. He could have said that in any number of ways that he wanted to. The kingdom of light, he could have said, because that's what his kingdom is. But he said the kingdom of the son of his love, because he wants you to know that you are loved, that you are now in this kingdom. And once you've been delivered, my friends, there's no going back. Okay, it's a one-way bridge, okay? It's a one-way street. There is no back and forth. You can't fall in and out, all right, of God's kingdom. His blood, it says, has redeemed you. You have the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. I want to read this to you out of the New Living Translation as well. It states it like this, Colossians 1.13. For he has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has purchased our freedom with his blood. My friend, did you hear that? God has purchased your freedom with his own blood. I would just say that with me. Say, God has purchased my freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins. I want you to say with me, say, God has forgiven all my sins. Amen. My friends, when God looks at you now, he is not looking at you in your sins or your failures or your mistakes, even the ones you might have just made, right? Even that bad thought you might have just had. He's not looking at that because he already looked at that in his son at the cross and he already washed that away with his blood. So when he looks at you now, he is looking at his beloved child. He sees you. The Bible says you are seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Your father sees you seated at his right hand in his son. When God looks over to his son, he sees you. And when he looks at you, he sees his son. My friends, every which way we are covered. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, Daddy. We thank you for that incredible love for us. And we do. We ask for fresh revelations every day. My friend, God loves to show you how much he loves you. Right? He loves to show you how much he loves you. 
And if you ask him every day to give you a fresh revelation of his love, he will give you every day a fresh revelation of his love. And you know what? I like to put it like this. You know, God created our physical world, right? And there's a lot of things he created to help us understand the spiritual. So we have food that we need to eat. We all understand that our bodies need to eat food every single day. Well, your spirit man needs to be fed every single day. How about we feed it the good food of God and a fresh revelation of how much our daddy loves us? Amen. Because you know what? There is no temptation the devil has for you when you are resting in and trusting in the truth that your father God loves you, right? When you know he loves you, you know he's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to protect you. There's no reason to live in fear. There's no reason to live in stress. There's no reason, you know, to, to fall into the way that the world does things. When you remember, wait a minute, I am a son. I am a daughter of the most high God and he loves me. He's, he's always taking care of me and he always will. My friends, you wouldn't be here today if he wasn't taking care of you. Okay, can I tell you that whether you have seen it or not, he protects us and takes care of and provides for each and every one of us every day or we wouldn't be here. We got to understand you can go back to the garden to see just how much the devil hates you and just how much he wants you dead. Right. Because before the devil tempted Adam and Eve, there was no sickness. There was no death. There was no aging. There was no pain. There was no depression. There was no grief. None of that was in this world. Why do you think he was so gung-ho to tempt Adam and Eve? Because once they rebelled against God and once they sinned, the Bible says that it is through sin that death was brought into the world. And death brought all those other things. So this is what I'm telling you, that if the devil had his way, you would have been dead a long time ago, right? So the Lord is protecting you and providing for you and taking care of you all ways that he is displaying his love for you every single day. Amen. What an incredible testimony. Hallelujah. Of our father's love. Do you know there's a, there's a law of studying the Bible that that's called the law of first mention. And it tells us, it basically tells us that anytime something is mentioned in the Bible for the first time, pay particular attention to it. Right. And that, and that lets you know that, that, that the way that you interpret that, how you see that that first time speaks to the way you will see that all the other times in the Bible. And did you know that the first time that I want to read to you the way that it says the first time that a vision, that the word of the Lord came to man in a vision was like this. It's in Genesis 15 verse one. And it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid Abram. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. The Lord just told him, you don't need to be afraid. Why? Because God is your shield. If God is your shield, what does that mean? That means he's protecting you. My friends, he is protecting you. He is defending you. He is your refuge from things you can see and things you can't see. Can I tell you something? 
I know that COVID is a terrible pestilence that has taken many lives. But did you know that long before COVID came on the scene, there were other illnesses and diseases and sicknesses that you could contract without seeing that could kill you just as easily? So why didn't they? Because the Lord was protecting you. And just as he protected you, just as he was your shield before you ever thought about it, he's your shield now. Amen. My friends, we should not be in the same fear as the world. We have a loving Father God who is our shield around us, who has always been protecting us, and He didn't stop protecting us just because COVID showed up. Okay, my friends, the Bible tells us in Psalms 91, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. My friend, let's believe that. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. What does that mean? That means it came really close. That means you could see it. It even goes on to say that, that you will see with your own eyes. But that doesn't mean, right, that it can touch you. Why? Because of your God. My friend, it's not for a lack of things in the world that are against us, that we are alive, that we are prospering. It is because of the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. It is because of who he is. It's because of the way he takes care of us. Amen. So let's trust him. Let's believe that. When you feel that fear coming up, when you hear some bad news about someone, quote that over yourself. You know what? A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Amen. Say this to yourself. Do not be afraid and put your name in there. Do not be afraid, Charlie. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. What is your exceedingly great reward? He's also your provision. He will continue to provide for you, my friends. And this is why if God is protecting us and God is providing for us, this is exactly why we have no reason to be afraid like the rest of the world, because we have a father, a heavenly loving father, a perfect father who takes care of us. And you know, that becomes a testimony to the world when we are thriving, when we are still at peace, when we are still at joy, despite the storm raging around us, right? Remember uh, that storm when the disciples were in the boat and there was a, two different times that it happened, but on one account, when a disciple, when a, when a storm came raging up and Jesus had sent the boat on ahead without him and he had stayed up on the mountain to spend time alone praying with his father, like what we all need. Amen. Just like you're, you're, you're getting encouraged and fed from the word right now. And we also need our time to pray to our father, right? And that's why Jesus always had the peace that he did because he relied on the father. So he's up there praying to the father, spending time with his daddy, being reminded how much he's loved. So he don't even care about the storm. He comes walking on the water, right? In the midst of a storm. And Peter, you know, Peter looks at him and calls out to him, Lord, if it's you, as, as Jesus comes near their boat, says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And so Jesus says, come. I love it. Jesus says, come. So Peter gets out of the boat that's already sinking because of the waves. And he walks towards Jesus on the water. But then it says that the waves grew up. They got even stronger and the wind held even stronger. And Peter took his eyes off Jesus and then he sank. But Jesus grabbed him, right? Jesus got a hold of him and saved him and put him back in the boat. Let me tell you something, my friends. 
without a storm, if there had been a perfect calm, could Peter have walked on water? No, we can't walk on water when there's not a storm raging, right? It's not whether there's a storm or there's not a storm. It's whether or not Jesus is in our life. It's whether or not our eyes are on Jesus. So I'm telling you, it's not those circumstances around you, right? COVID does not determine whether or not you thrive, right? Whether or not our, our, the decisions our government are making does not determine whether or not you can be a success or you thrive or you live in peace, right? Whatever's going on around you, the storms, the waves, the wind can't keep you from walking on the water. The storm couldn't keep Peter from walking on the water so long as his eyes were on Jesus. And at the same time, if all that went away, if there was no COVID, if the government was making every perfect decision, which just is impossible because it's made up of imperfect people like us, right? But they're making perfect decisions and there's complete, you know, nothing going on wrong. Can you walk on water? No, you'll still be in inner turmoil if you don't have Jesus. Amen, my friends. What a gift Jesus is. Jesus makes all the difference. Amen. Amen. So let's just keep our eyes on him like you're doing right now. And the Bible says that every time we're putting our eyes on him, we are being transformed into his image from glory to glory. Every single time you're hearing the word of God, whether it's here, right through a sermon, your own time in the word, and you're looking to Jesus, you are being transformed into his image. Amen. You're going to walk on those waves, no matter how big they get, right? You'll just get out your surfboard and go surfing through the hurricane. Hallelujah. <laughs> you and Jesus out there having a great time. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus is the greatest gift that we can possibly receive. And he's the greatest gift we can possibly give. And so that brings us back to our um, Operation Christmas Child that we are joining together to be a part of this year. I want to thank y'all so much for your generous hearts. I just knew that there would be, that y'all would want to get involved. And um, we already have eight shoe boxes filled as of me recording this on Tuesday, November 2nd, right? So you won't get to hear this till the 4th, but as of the 2nd, we already have eight shoe boxes filled, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity. And you know, it's, I, I love the generosity and the spirit of it too, you know, that, um, that y'all have been so happy and joyful to join in this with me. Every, every shoebox represents a child that is waiting to get to have an experience with this same Jesus, right? They're living in a world with storms and they just need Jesus. Amen. Uh, I watched a, a testimony of uh, last year when Samaritan's Purse distributed a bunch of these shoe boxes to a, a village way up in the mountains of Mexico. And, you know, way, a, a lot of times the way this, this works is it's, you know, these shoe boxes get sent to pastors and leaders from that area, right? So there were pastors and leaders at a church uh, miles away from this village because this village didn't even have a church. It never had a church. These people had never heard the gospel. And um, these pastors get and, and leaders and volunteers from their church got the shoeboxes and they trek them up there. And my friends, it's just a great way to have a great Christmas celebration, right? To draw people in. And parents get to see these pastors and leaders loving on their children through a tangible way, 
Amen. And so, and so they, they came, they brought the boxes, they had a, you know, they presented the gospel and they present it in a fun way and a way that's easy for the children to understand. And then they give them the shoe boxes, they get their gifts. I mean, that's just full of so many goodies. Um, some of them are things they need. Some of it's stuff they need for like school, uh, and, and hygiene items that, a lot of times they've never had before, you know, and then of course some, some goodies, right? Some toys, uh, who doesn't, what kid doesn't want to get some toys and the children receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior and their parents that were watching on received Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior in a church. They started their own church and it is so flourishing that they now have discipleship classes throughout the week. Hallelujah. My friends, this is what we're getting a part of. We're being a part of, of joining in to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to tell a child and even their parent through this, that you matter. God sees you. He loves you. He cares about you. And he wants them to have that same experience like Becky shared, right? That experience of filling God's love, having his love come in and fill up the void, take away the fear, right? Take away the pain, bring in his love. Hallelujah. So um, once again, I thank you for joining in with me on that. We've got 18 days left uh, to reach our goal. So just a little over two weeks, our goal, our timeline is the 22nd of November. And oh, just so you know, this is a one-time thing. That is a question that was, I, that I was asked. You're not signing up for a monthly contribution. It's just a one-time thing of uh, building this shoebox online. Again, the link will be in the episode details for this podcast. It will also, it's also on my live and love and laughing Facebook page. It's on my personal Facebook page. I'll send it out through messenger. Um, I would just really love if you haven't already uh, for you to get on there, build a, build a shoebox or two, whatever you feel the Lord leading you to do. Also, please share this link. Uh, you know, you can send just the link separately, um, but you know, I, you could share the podcast too. Everybody needs to hear some loving in their life, right? Get an extra dose of how much Jesus loves them. But um, if you could share that with other people that you know, right, so that they can get involved uh, in this as well. But, um, and I just, I thank you, I said, for your, for your generosity already and um, celebrating what the Lord is going to do. So my friends, I had a lot of other stuff I wanted to share with you, but you know how it goes. Time just slips away from us. So I am going to let you go. Just to remind you again that the, that the Lord says that we have come to know and believe in the love of God for us. My friends, believe in his love. When you're tempted to be worried, when you're tempted to be stressed, when you're in pain, when, you, when you're feeling discouraged, believe in his love for you. Believe that his love for you is more than enough to carry you through, to bring you to a higher place. Amen. Believe that because of his love, he is your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Daddy God, we just thank you again for this time that we get to come together and receive from you and receive your love. We pray for greater, greater revelations of that love, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you're working in our lives already. Open our eyes to see it. Help us to rely more on you, to see you as our shield, to see you 
as our exceedingly great reward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.